Welcome to the Teach the Geek podcast, where engineer and author Neil Thompson talks with STEM professionals about public speaking, a struggle for many of us. Whether you're a novice public speaker or a proficient one, you can always pick up tips on how to improve. Here's your host, Neil Thompson. Hi, everybody. My name is Neil Thompson, the founder of Teach the Geek. It's an online platform for science and engineering professionals. The first offering of the platform is a public speaking course called Teach the Geek to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, that's teachthegeek.com. Today, my guest is Michael Benjamin. He is a chemical engineer, and I actually, well, I didn't attend his session, but I know he had a session at this year's professional development conference uh, for the National Society of Black Engineers. He actually spoke about being debt-free at the age of 23, and that's something I definitely cannot relate to. <laughs> I'll be asking a little <laughs> bit more about that. He's also an author. He, he wrote the book, as you can see there, called The Power of Yet. So I'm looking forward to learning more about him becoming an author and becoming a public speaker. And then also what eat means. I guess we'll get more into that as, as we go on. So welcome to Teach the Geek Interviews, Michael. Thanks for having me. So where did your interest in chemical engineering come from? So when I was in high school, I took like all the AP classes just because I had to, you know, take all the AP classes. And um, I have a Nigerian background. My parents are from Nigeria. So, you know, I did. <laughs> say no yeah, more. Exactly. <laughs> what you say? I had to take the class. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to do that. Dr. And... here. <laughs> yeah, doc, engineer, Dr. Loy, I, I chose engineer, so, you know, I satisfy what I had to do. But basically, basically, um, I took a liking to chemistry because I was in honors chemistry and I liked what I was doing. Then I was like, you know, let me take AP chemistry. So when I took AP chemistry, I had an assignment where I had to interview a chemical engineer. Like there was a there was a basket and we all had to pick out of it. And then I unfolded my paper and I got chemical engineer. So I, in, I, I did my research, I interviewed a chemical engineer, and it fascinated me because when I interviewed her, I went in thinking that I was asking some basic questions, and she wouldn't really be able to elaborate on my questions. But when I was asking the questions, she was answering it, she was answering the questions in an elaborate manner, and it made me feel like she made something out of nothing. So then I was like, this is pretty powerful. It's kind of like, like, you know, she's turning what I thought was nothing. It's a gold. So like alchemy or something, if you want to call it that. So then I told myself, I've always had an interest in chemistry, but I told myself, you know what, let me combine the two. I want to have a challenge. I know I wanted to be an engineer at one point just because engineer, doctor, lawyer. So I combined my liking for chemistry with engineering. We got chemical engineering. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, you <laughs> It's a. I think it goes back to the whole, I guess, uh, you know, kid of immigrant thing. So you know, going to school and education being really important. And so I, I can definitely relate to that. Even though my parents aren't from Nigeria, they're they're immigrants still, and they they very much pushed education. And it was just like, from uh, my mother's from Grenada and my father's from Trinidad. Oh, dope. okay, that's what's yeah. Up. So both of them are from the from the West Indies. So yeah, it was very much you know. Education was everything, and you know yeah. all, all the all the classes, you know, physics, calculus, chemistry. You know, it's like there was no choice really in the matter. <laughs> it's kind of you know, yeah, this is what you got to do. <laughs> Bring home that A. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, you know, I mentioned in the in the intro, that, and you actually have it out there that you, you wrote a book called The Power of Get. What motivated you to write a book? 
So I've always wanted to write a book probably since I was like nine. When I was nine, I think, I think nine or eight, whatever age you are in like third grade, I had an assignment where I had the creative opportunity to write my own version of Little Red Riding Hood. And I just really had fun with that assignment. And up until then, I didn't really like writing like that. But the fact that I wasn't marginalized and told that, you know, I have to be in this box and write this thing. And I was able to have any creativity. I thought that was really cool. So that kind of inspired me and had it in the back of my head. I always wanted to write my own stuff. But I didn't really revisit it until when I was just about to graduate college, when I was reading a lot of different fiction fiction books. And I wanted to actually put out a fiction book. But then you know, I stumbled across this debt-free journey. I paid off my student loans and I didn't really think about putting out a book until people kept asking me, like, how did I do it? And I got tired of people asking me, I got tired of repeating myself. So I was like, you know what? Let me write a physical product. Let me get some money off of this. And also at the same time, providing people with the value that's going to outlive me. Because to me, it's about legacy. Because this book is going to outlive me, you know? Like it's going to be here forever for different generations to read it. So that was a cool aspect that I thought about writing a book. So it was just based off of the fact that a lot of people were asking me, how did I pay off my loans? So I decided to write this book, The Power of Yet, which is a fiction and personal development book because I read self-help books as well. So I wanted to blend the two because I wanted to be the change I wanted to see because I wanted to, I wanted to see that in books. And it was the type of book, book that I would want to read. So I created it myself. And it's just inspired by my journey of paying off my loans and kind of kind of tied to um, the whole thing with the Teach the Geek. The character, her name is Nia Akintowe. She's a Nigerian-American. She basically struggles with public speaking and she has to overcome that. So she's going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset with public speaking. Hmm, interesting. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested to learn you know, how to get out of debt, especially you know, the millennial generation. School's really expensive. You come out with, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And you're thinking, man, like, I can't even get my life started. I, I need to, to pay this debt off before yeah. I even think about doing anything else. And, you know, it, it, it really is important, you know, to, to pay that kind of debt off. But if you were to, I don't, I, don't give, I don't want you to give anything away from the book, but if you could offer one tip as to how people can get out of debt, what would it be? I would say get a mentor or an accountability partner. And I'll even give an extra tip. I'll say just writing down affirmations because I talk about the fact that this isn't included in the book, but I talk about the fact when I'm giving, you know, these speeches and even when I gave my um, Nesby workshop, when I do speaking engagements and stuff and it's centered around finances, I tell people the importance of writing down information and how that can program your subconscious mind to, think consciously how, you, how you're thinking subconsciously. So what I did was I wrote down on a piece of paper, February 2019, 30,000 plus, because I knew that was the goal of what I want. That was the goal of when I wanted to pay off my loans. I wrote it down. I folded it. I kept it in my wallet. I looked at it every day. So it programmed in my mind that I have to keep going even when I wanted to quit. And just have a why for why you're doing it. I would give like 20 tips, but yeah, just have a why for why you want to pay off your debt. Because if you're just walking around like, okay, I want to pay off my debt that's cool, but you're going to lose motivation. Because I had a why. I knew that I wanted to be the face for people that look like me so they can believe that they can do it. That motivated me to keep on going. So having that why is really, is really, really powerful. You know, the, your tip of, of writing things down, I, I think is an excellent one. And 
and yeah, that goes towards you know any kind of goal that you want to to get you know get towards. When you write yeah. it down, it kind of makes it more concrete as opposed to you mm. just floating around in your mind and you know in the recesses of your mind. But when you see it on you know putting pen to paper and and writing it out and looking at it all the time, like you mentioned, you know keeping it in a place where you could actually see it as opposed to you know stuffing it in a drawer somewhere, you know in your junk drawer. You know, putting in your wallet and something you open every day, I would think, or exactly. maybe even hang it up on your wall or something like that. So you stare at it all the time. Oh man, that's painful. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do for sure. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. And so, you know, I follow, so I, I, we're connected on LinkedIn, and often, often on Mondays, I see your post saying, Let's eat. And I almost, almost curious to what, what does eat mean? So, eat stands for execute and thrive e-a-t execute and thrive and so i'm i founded this llc or company called golden one dream i'm wearing the shirt right now the acronym is god and basically with the whole golden one dream the whole mission is to believe plan and execute so i tell people to divide things into the spiritual phase the mental phase and the physical phase so belief is obviously the spiritual phase um, if you don't have a faith, at least believing in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone believe in you? Um, the spiritual, that's a spiritual, the mental is plan. So having a plan, for example, for talking about my student loans, you know, I believed in myself and then I, I had a plan. I wrote down what I was going to do. I have my budget. So having your plan, because if, you know, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail essentially in certain situations and then execute that goes to the eat aspect you have to physically do it that's a physical aspect eat execute and thrive so when you do you'll succeed and i like to liken it to that's why i have that phrase let's eat because you know people like eating lobster steak shrimp and all that so i just wanted to make it something relatable to what people can actually do i say 99 percent of people think while one percent of people actually do so i'm just trying to make that 99 percent 98 percent and two percent doers and that's my whole purpose with the whole eat Let's eat movement. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. It's easy. You know, it can be very easy to think of stuff, but it, it, yeah. it, it comes down to the doing that's that's when the rubber meets the road. So yeah, I really like, I really like that acronym execute and thrive. That's, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I also mentioned during the intro that, you, you know, I know that you gave a, a, a presentation at the at PDC for, for Nesby earlier this year. So obviously you do speaking engagements. Is public speaking something you've always been good at? And if not, what have you done to get better at it? All right. So let me give a little quick story about myself. So when I was like in preschool, I had a huge issue because my teachers, they would be calling on me to speak and I would just look at them blank stares. I wouldn't say anything. Because I was like living in fear of speaking. I was living in fear that what I was going to say wouldn't make sense. I just felt like I didn't belong in the space that I was in when I was in preschool. So it got really bad to the point that my, um, my teachers, they damn near said, oh, no, yeah, but they, we, we can cuss and stuff. Yeah, no problem. Okay, yeah, they damn near damn, said. Damn, damn cool. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I don't know. You know, we got like uh, five-year-old kids watching this. No, but, I'm sure they've heard damn from their mother and father before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, so they pretty much, the teachers, they, they almost put me in special education classes. That's what they were recommending because I wasn't saying anything. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my head that there was nothing wrong with me. This is why when I'm speaking, I talk about self-awareness. I had self-awareness that there was nothing wrong with me. So it got to the point that they went to my house when I was 
just, you know, just chilling, being myself. And they wanted to analyze how I interacted around my family. So they saw it was like normal and stuff, but they still had it in the back of their mind that they wanted to put me in special education classes. And then I had an aunt that was kind of like a mentor to me. She came through and was trying to like fight the school, telling them that, you know, I don't need to be in special education classes. There's nothing wrong with me. That's why I talk about mentorship so much because it really helped me with my life because that's what helped me get out of that situation. That's why I talk about mentorship and the power of yet. That's why I made the whole situation with Nia, the character, her fear of public speaking because, you know, I had that when I was really young. And then fast forward, I became the president of my Nesby chapter in college. So Nesby National Society of Black Engineers. I became the president of my chapter in college and um, that was where I had to give like a lot of speeches, but, but the way that I got out of that rut of living in fear of speaking and then getting out of it, it just goes back to the whole eat thing. Like I literally just did it. I, it was hard at first, but I just put myself in situations to where I had to speak. If we had like a class project in middle school or high school, I would volunteer first. You know what I'm saying? So I would just take that action immediately. So that's why it's so that, so that's why it's so important. And you know, that's why there's 99% of people to think about it, but 1% are actually doing. So I operated like the 1% for me to be able to get out of that rut of public speaking. I kept doing it and doing it, and I realized it wasn't as bad. I eventually ran for the Nesby presidency in college, and then I be, I'm the current president of my professionals chapter as well. So I just continued putting myself in positions of leadership as well as where I had to put myself in positions of where I had to speak. So I went from a fixed mindset with speaking to a growth mindset. So going back to the story as well. <laughs> wow. You know what? And then a lot of times when it comes to, you know, getting stuff done, that's really important. You're right. You just kind of have to put yourself in those kind of positions. So, you know, when you're yeah. your chapter president, you know, in school and also professionally, well, you're going to have to speak. People are going to want to know what you have to say. And exactly. kind of you, you, you force yourself to do it. Then you, you, you end up, you know, you rise to the occasion. So, you know, when it comes to public speaking, I, I, I always, I'm always curious to, to learn if people have a process when it comes to putting together the presentations. If you have one, what is it? So my process, I definitely plan it out, but I don't, I don't do rote memorization. I just have certain keywords in my head and then I just go based off of that. So by doing that, not every presentation is going to be the same because depending on the presentation, I might have something different to say about it. So for example, I might just have keywords in my head. I might say in my head, growth mindset. Okay. Let me talk about growth mindset. The difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset, growth mindset person knows that they can grow and where they're at mentally. I might say in a different presentation, growth mindset person knows who they are. You know what I'm saying? I just have keywords in my head that trigger certain things. So growth mindset, fixed mindset, the power of yet, um, I might say maximizing security. So certain keywords that I memorize, but it's not like rote memorization. So I do it that way. And then with that's, that's just with like generally just speaking, but stuff like my presentation and PD's professional development conference and Nesby stuff like that, where I have to, where I have like a PowerPoint and stuff. It's also, I guess the titles and keywords. So I, I try to get away from rote memorization. So it's, it's like, I guess it's like half memorization and half like freestyling, just depending on how I'm feeling on that given day. You know what? You're absolutely right when it comes to memorization. I'm a firm believer that you should not memorize every word of your speech because mm -hmm. if you forget 
a word, it just trips you up, and then you know, then you don't know where you don't know where the hell you at at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'm a, I I fully agree with you in, in using keywords to kind of trigger your mind as to what you're supposed to be talking about at that time. And frankly, I mean, the, the audience doesn't know what words you're going to use, so you could always use different words, you know, depending That's on who true. you're talking to. <laughs> they don't That's know. True. Just don't look. Just don't look like you messed up. Just keep it cool. Yeah, man, keep, keep it going. Yeah. They don't. They don't know the difference for sure. And, and so, another question I always tend to ask and I'm always curious about is dealing with nerves. So, when before you give a presentation, do you ever get nervous? And if so, how do you deal with those nerves? I would say I used to get nervous, but now I would say I more so get excited, and I allow myself to have that feeling because. It lets me know that I care about the presentation. <laughs> because if I don't... That's yeah. perfect. Oh, man, that's perfect what you just said. Man, I've said that how many times? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, man, nah, I've said that so many times, man. So when people yeah. say, you know, I get nervous or anxious, excited, whatever word you want to use, mm -hmm. I always say, that's normal. You're supposed to. If you give a shit about what you're talking about, you're supposed to get nervous. You want the audience to, to take in what you're talking about. I, exactly. I, I honestly believe, like, if you don't give a shit about what you're talking about, you don't get nervous at all because you don't care. Take that's what i'm saying yeah yeah you're absolutely right man yes yeah, so i allow myself to have that feeling and know that you know it's okay i used i used to think like oh i'm feeling nervous like this is so bad but you know i just i normalized it in a sense so that, i mean i guess that's how i get over it. i wouldn't say i get nervous i get i get excited to do the presentation but then when i'm in the flow of it it's like i'm just it's like a i'm just operating in my spirit you know it's, it's flowing yeah, for sure. I, as, as I said, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in if you don't, if you're not nervous or anxious or whatever word you want to use, when, before you give a presentation, you really don't care if the audience yeah. gets anything out of it. So you know, obviously, you're 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 speaking about you know whatever topic you are, you know, being debt free at, at 23 or you know whatever other topic you talk about, you're you're really keen on the audience taking in what you're talking about because you don't want to waste their time ultimately. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to public speaking, are there any tips that you could offer to people who are looking to get better at it? Just do it. That's my only <laughs> Like Nike said, just yeah. do it, man. Just do it. And yeah. I would say, I would say, yeah, this is, this is kind of like a, I guess a tree branch under just do it. Just put yourself in positions to where you have to do it. Have someone hold you accountable. Like if you know that you're scared of speaking, tell someone, play a game with someone say that every time I volunteer I get like 10 points or something but when I don't volunteer I lose 20 points or just just have like some game with someone to where you can be accountable it just comes down to the fact that you just have to do it I, I don't really get too deep into it because it's like just speak you know what I'm saying yeah yeah you mean you're you're, you're right man I mean yeah and, and you know as you said earlier that you know when you put yourself in positions to to do public speaking well now you, you kind of have to do it so yeah I, I fully agree are there any is there anything else that you want any uh, the people listening or watching to know about what you're working on well i would just say the power of yet my book is out now you can go get it on amazon if you want to get a signed copy, you can get it on my website at michaelobenjamin.com m i c h a e l O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N.com. And yeah, that's about, that's all I got. Okay, no problem. Yeah, so, Power, so, yeah. Yeah, for the, for, so for the people who are watching, as you can see in the, in the video, 
the Michael wrote a book, The Power of Yet. It seems like a pretty interesting read. And to learn more about it, you can go to michaelobenjamin.com. Well, everyone, this marks the end of another episode of Teach the Geek interviews. My name is Neil Thompson, the founder of Teach the Geek. It's an online platform for science and engineering professionals. The first offering of the platform is a public speaking course called Teach the Geek to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, that's teachthegeek.com. Until next time, please take care. Peace.